Today's episode is a special release. It's kind of an archive with Cody James, Fox Valley musician. This was recorded just before Mile of Music in 2019. It did not go live. I was trying to record some podcasts without going live on Facebook. And this is just the timing of release. So I greatly apologize to Cody James. Kind of a cool point in his life. He was just going solo. He is still uh, performing live. Obviously, everything got slowed down because of COVID. But as far as I understand it, he is doing well and still thriving as a solo artist. So check out Cody James, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Five, four, three. What's up, friends? What's up, friends? We're back. But why not? Why not? Here with the real Cody James. The real Cody James. That's yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, so why don't you explain to me how you got started in music and like where you're from and and how that ties into what you're doing? Sure. Uh, so I'm born and raised in Oshkosh here. Well, Oshkosh. We're in Appleton, but yeah. uh, been in Oshkosh my whole life. Um, I got my first guitar when I was seven years old from my dad. It was a Christmas gift. Um, it's like cheap little starter guitar. And mm-hmm. uh, really since then, I mean, I, I just kind of never looked back. You know, I, I took lessons for a short time um, just to kind of get some of the basics down, you know, when I was real young. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, otherwise, I'm pretty much all self-taught. Uh, I use my ear a lot. Um, started playing out. I formed a band, a punk band, like a really, you know, crappy little punk band right. when I was in high school, freshman year. Um, my first show was 14. And uh, I remember uh, for that show, I was real nervous because I was going to be swearing in front of my parents for the first time. <laughs> and I was all nervous, but they were cool with it. Um, and they've been really supportive. My parents have been awesome. They, they would drive us around all over. That's cool. Uh, and they where, still come. Where was that first show? That was at, it's now the Howard in Oshkosh. Really? It was called Studio Hall back then. It okay. was upstairs, not in the big ballroom, but they have a really great little room upstairs, uh, and that was a lot of fun. Who came? Um, like, it, I, you, I mean, when you're that young, it's like... Yeah, I was comes? actually, we were actually like special guests on this show, so oh, okay. there was a band called The Roustabouts, and they were like kind of like a, a punk rock and roll band, I want to say from like Oklahoma City or something, and then... Uh, this other band, I forget, they, they were from like New Jersey, another kind of like punk rock and roll band. And some friends of ours in town uh, had the show and they let us on the show. They were like really nice and gracious and let us on the show. So I just found the flyer to the show actually, like not really? long ago, I was going through all my own stuff. And it was like this big, huge flyer and like all this cool stuff. And then like our name was like so tiny, you know, like sp- special guests. And we were called Still No Name at the uh-huh. time. Still uh, no name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just like a little pun or like a. Yeah, we we really just kind of couldn't think of anything. Yeah. <laughs> so we were just that's just what we what we used. Yeah. What um, uh, were they all? All your band members were they friends? Did you did you just find them? Like how yeah, that happened? That was all all in high school pretty much. Um, so when I was in middle school, my brother was 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 in into punk rock and stuff around town. And so I would tag along. There'd be shows at the New Moon Cafe down there a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would tag along, and I, that's kind of how I got into it. Um, Did you, were you in any other? So, like, what's your band progression, and, like, where are you at now? 
So it was still no name when I was 14, and that went on for a couple of years. We we released a CD, and that was kind of like street punk, like oi oi, you know, mm. type stuff, spiky hair and you know mm. leather jackets and all that. Um, and then I was in another band after that called Noxious, and that was another punk band, um, kind of more like no effectsy type stuff, whatever. Uh, after that, I I, I kind of discovered the Misfits and Minor Threat, you know, and Black Flag and like the kind of like the 80s hardcore stuff. And it was it was that for a long time. Then I was in a bunch of like horror, horror like punk bands and stuff. Um, for how long? It, like when did? Because would you describe yourself as punk still? I feel like you're not as um, much. No, punk I, I've definitely I've definitely changed a lot. Uh, I still I I still think that that influence kind of comes through with my music mm -hmm. a lot. Um, Which is cool. My music is you know it's not like real complicated stuff. Mm. Um, and I think the punk, you know, and I still have the attitude of like, you know, I, I do what I want to do. You know, I don't really follow any kind of a crowd, you know, kind of thing. I totally doing my own thing. And I think that is really like what punk is all about. You know, mm -hmm. it's obviously not like leather, you know, studded jackets and all that stuff. But, mm -hmm. uh, I, I still totally have that attitude. Um, so I was in various punk bands around the area until I was like maybe 21 or 22. And then... Uh, after that, um, th those bands kind of fell off. Those guys kind of stopped doing it. And then um, some other friends that I had uh, throughout high school, and I was in bands with them, you know, way back in the day, we formed uh, kind of like a heavy rock band. It, mm -hmm. And it ended up being uh, more of like a stoner metal, doom type thing. And then that actually just ended. So we were, that band had gone on for about eight years. What was it called? That was called Atala. Okay. And we were from Oshkosh. Uh, we had two records out. We put out, um, we had vinyl, we had CD, you know, we did it all ourselves. Um, we toured the country. I saw uh, the oceans with those mm -hmm. guys. We did like a 30-day West Coast tour and a bunch of East Coast tours and went down to Texas and, and stuff. And uh, When you do those tours, do you look for like little pockets of that niche or like how does that? Yeah, pretty much. So like it would basically start we'd start like six months in advance and look, you know, Google, you know, dive bars or bars or whatever, you know, we'd make the route and then just start researching for venues mm -hmm. and basically try to get the venue secured. You send out a million emails, you know, kind of thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, hope to get 10 or 20 responses or whatever, mm -hmm. it, you know, whatever it is. And then, and then from there, I mean, obviously, you know, the second time or it's, the second or third time you do it, it's a lot easier because you know people and you know you can kind of reference back to some of these bands that, that you've met. Mm -hmm. um, but the first time you go to, you know, go go and do that thing, it's a total crapshoot. You know, you, right. you've got no idea what you're getting into. I mean, the internet is a blessing because now, you know, we can, you know, at least hear the bands that we're talking to and, you know, we have somewhat of an idea of, of at least, you know, what they sound like or whatever but right you if know you, if you could compliment that band or something yeah right right for sure right. yeah and so so that band actually just ended atala uh we went down to texas back in march of this year uh for i don't know 10 days or something and then um after that we got back and um we uh we decided to end it and we just had our last show in oshkosh two weeks ago Really? At the Reptile Palace down there, which was kind of like our home spot in Oshkosh. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was crazy. It was wild. 
that's cool yeah was it packed out it was yeah Sweet. so so like with like stoner metal and doom is like uh van culture like having these like crazy vans is kind of a big thing you mm -hmm. know with with all that and so we had this cool van uh that that we put a lot of work into and uh somebody made a it was like a paper mache um pinata of our van mm. and it was like i mean it was pretty big yeah and it was full of our merch or whatever and so we we're playing and that thing's like getting thrown all over the place and it kept smacking me in the face <laughs> and like my guitar was way out of tune and i'm like oh god it was crazy <laughs> yeah it was great that's fun but um but yeah so actually after we got back from tour uh, I decided that I wanted to leave the band. It was my initial choice, um, and mm -hmm. I, I played lead guitar and I did all the vocals. Um, and uh, um, was it was it a hard choice? I thought about it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. Um, I've got two kids. Mm -hmm. I've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and in, in mm -hmm. October will be five years of marriage with my wonderful wife. And I've always. My dream has been to make a living with music, um, my music, you know, I'm not like a cover artist or anything and, you mm -hmm. know, nothing against that sort of thing. But, uh, I've always wanted to make a living playing my music, uh, doing my own thing. And, uh, so that kind of is what prompted the whole me wanting to leave the band because it just kind of wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. You know, we had, we were doing really great and we had a lot of fun and, you know, kicking ass and stuff, but, um, <clears throat> As far as that other stuff, it just wasn't wasn't really happening, and I felt like we had kind of hit a wall. And and um, so back in November, I I started my solo career, which is where I'm at now. Mm -hmm. um, I play electric guitar and I sing, and uh, so that has has really excelled very quickly. I mean, that is really just kind of obvious to me that that's kind of the way to go. You know, if mm -hmm. if if I really do want to make a living. Um, yeah, it seems like. Uh like you're taking it pretty seriously yeah. right now. Are you, um, yeah. are you coming out with an album or something soon? Cause you said you were going to release a single yep. by the time people hear this, it'll probably be either like right before the single comes out or right after Yeah. what, like what's going on with that. So yeah, I, uh, I, at the beginning of this year, I began recording my first EP down in Oshkosh at Steel Moon, uh, recordings with Tom Oshatka. He's an old, uh, old jazz guy, great sax player, super cool dude. Nice. Um, and so that's finished. Uh, I released the first single, uh, the end of June, which is up on Spotify and, you know, iTunes and all, wherever you can stream. Mm -hmm. Um, and so in th uh, another three weeks from today, actually, I'm going to be releasing my second single, uh, called Drift. Today and being the 2nd of August. So the 23rd. Yes. So it'll be the 23rd. Yeah. Okay. August 23rd is when, is the release date for my second single. It also will be up on Spotify and, and iTunes and Google and all that stuff. Um, what's it like? What's it like for you to start from scratch? So basically, Cody James is like almost. It's. I mean, it's you. Right. But it's like a rebrand. Right. So like, what's that? What's that been it, like? It's. A, it was a little scary, honestly. I mean, you know, I I had built up this huge reputation amongst my peers of like being this kind of like like heavy metal rock and roll punk type dude, and now I'm like doing something totally different. And it definitely was really scary. Mm -hmm. I mean, even just the fact of, of playing out solo, you know, I'd always been in bands, I'd never done the solo thing. So all of a sudden it's just like, oh shit, I'm up here just by myself with a guitar, you know? And like, mm -hmm. you know, you've got nothing to fall back on, you know, there's no safety net there. So like you make any mistakes or, you know, it's just 
you're really putting yourself out there and you're, mm -hmm. you know I, I really felt like I was just kind of you know showing my true colors you know and mm -hmm. it was scary yeah and it's it's definitely starting over and it's tough but has there been um in your peers because I know I'm sure there's like a, a core group of of friends fans family that are um watching this take place what's what's been the response generally from generally positive uh a lot of people are really um think it's a really cool thing that i'm doing this um you know my family is a really big part of it um mm -hmm. and a lot of people respect that that you know i'm doing what i need to do you know to make sure that my family gets what they need, but I'm also not giving up on my dream. You know, I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going for it. Whereas, you know, I could be doing the solo thing and be in the band, but then it's like, I'd be gone all the time. And, mm -hmm. you know, then all of a sudden, you know, I don't see my girls and, you know, and that's not an option, you know? So, mm -hmm. so like that aspect of it is, is really cool. And a lot of people really respect that. And as far as the music goes, um, it's really like totally different from anything that I've done. And, um, generally people, you know, they, they like it. Um, I think some people are a little surprised, you know, especially this, the second single that's about to come out is like way different from, from anything. And, uh, you know, so when, when you're, so you, we were kind of talking about just how you go down your own path. It's kind of like this punk part of you. And, um, you just mentioned it again. So I'm curious, like what, like what's your, what's your production process? What's your writing process? Do you just like, do you draw inspiration? Do you just like go as raw as possible? And it's just like you and the, you and the instruments and you see what kind of comes out and you piece it together. Or do you take little pieces from different inspiration? Like how, how what's your creative process? Uh, I, it seems like I, I write, I write more songs like after I try to figure out what someone else is doing in a different song. So like my most, the, the most recent song that I wrote was just this week. And uh, I listen to the Marcus King band a lot right now. And I was just like trying to figure out what, what they were doing. And all of a sudden it's just like, I have this new idea. And that's, that was really inspiring. Um, that's cool. Um, what, what, what like, <clears throat> so if we can try and go deeper into this, I'll see where my understanding falls off a cliff, but um, <clears throat> so when they're trying to figure, you're trying to figure out patterns or how they're overlaying things or like how certain lifts and drops are, are making a certain feeling, right? Mm -hmm. um, are you doing that mostly with like certain like instruments or with anything? And the reason I ask is because um, if you like, there's like an Avicii documentary. I'm not sure if you're mm -hmm. familiar. Um, Avicii, um, is like a he he killed himself recently, but he does um, electronic music. Oh, and he was like the um, I'm trying to think of what the biggest ones are. Like, whoa, sometimes I get a good feeling. Oh, okay, yeah, like yeah. he made that song. Sure. Um, and it, like when you watch his documentary, it's just fascinating how he like learned how to do it. Yeah. And then I actually watched like a YouTube video, like how he, like how to make that song, how to remake it in like, uh, just like a software, you sure. know? And there's so many different, like they layered like 12 different, like, like little patterns. And it made this crazy, like 
like oh, wow. you know what i mean yeah so i guess i'm just yeah i'm curious as to like yeah so so like which I'll, instruments you focus on well you know I, I i play guitar primarily i also play drums so on these songs that i that i'm about like my next single has a full band arrangement so i played the drums i played bass so there's some strings mm -hmm. and i really like what really captivates me is like just like simple melodies or just like you know um some kind of like really soulful thing and if like if i like i i've been listening to to yola a lot right now too and you know she's got all these like really s simple melodies and like these simple songs and like i went and i learned some and i'm just like just blown away at how simple it all really is you know mm -hmm. so like it it all depends i mean there could be like a really cool bass line that i hear you know and I'll, I'll think, wow, that's cool. Like, I wonder kind of what they were doing or like some cool drum beat. I used to, I used to write songs all the time based off of the drum beat. So I would, mm -hmm. I would kind of deliberately come up with like some kind of weird drum beat and then maybe like add some bass, add like a cool little bass line to it, you know, and, and then like maybe add some guitars. And, and then after all that's together, I'll come in with the vocal melody and like try to come up with some really cool vocal melody or, you know, some, some cool vocal line or something. But, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, like really just like trying to not emulate, I guess, but you know, I, I like I said, I hear these like really great melodies and I just like try to try to figure that out, mm -hmm. you know, and try to bring that in. So bringing to me, like, I, I always, I don't know if I, I guess I'm drawn to more popular stuff or I don't, I guess I don't dive too deep into any particular so i guess i probably am more of a pop kind of guy so like as a pop example like uh pink floyd like uh wish you were here or something mm -hmm. like that down 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 is that the melody is that a melody or what it what would yeah, that be called I would, I would think that would be a melody yeah it's okay just, yeah i mean there there's there's definitely a uh, there's a technical term and i forget i, I took some th some theory in college uh, like an accompaniment five or, or six years ago um, I forget what, maybe a motif. I think it's actually technically called a motif, which is like, just like a, a small musical idea that, or, you know, a small, I guess you could say a small musical melody that, uh, you know, often gets repeated in a song. Okay. But yeah, that, that is, that it is like, just like a little melody. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. I just was wondering yeah. for like reference. Yeah. You know, I'm the same way too. It's, you, you mentioned like, you don't really dig too deep. I, I tend to find like maybe two or three artists in any particular genre that I like, you know, without going like real, like obscure, you know, I think a lot of people like kind of get off on just like finding the most obscure stuff, you know, mm -hmm. which is, is fine. You know, mm -hmm. there's no, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, but yeah, I've always just kind of been like, you know, I find connection with like one or two or three really core, mm -hmm. you know, are there any obscure artists that you feel like you connect with? that people should look into? Um, uh, I don't know. Not really, honestly. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, not now. Yeah. Not that I can think of. <laughs> from like, a, from like, a, I guess, who are like some of the punk influences that you, that um, you enjoy well, or enjoyed? Uh, the Misfits are probably the biggest one. I, I was really into Danzig for a while. And actually, his, his second band, Sam Hain, is, is pretty obscure. Not mm -hmm. a lot of people know about that. Um, 
um you know the ramones i've always loved them like just kind of like weird weirdo punk rock you Mm -hmm. know the damned or the buzzcocks or even some of the hardcore stuff like i said earlier like black flag uh is really great um nice you know but i have a a a really big connection with like pre-punk stuff too so you're talking like t-rex you know like early 70s glam stuff new york dolls i mean the stooges uh even like alice cooper early alice cooper like really early kiss or something um is all like you know even bowie like early bowie and stuff is like really leading up to to what punk turned into be really you know and is it just because like they don't follow like rules musically so like i'm trying to think like what what makes it what makes it that way because like i know some of alice cooper's songs are like i almost feel like he just like will it's not like like he just stops and talks but there's like 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 the early like like that like the really early alice cooper records are like totally mind-blowing like really like yeah like super crazy like they didn't follow any rule whatsoever. I mean, they weren't like short punk songs at all, you know, or anything like that, but like, it's just like totally weird out there, you know, like not, you know, like the seventies pop star, you know, they're all glamorous and, you know, just like the total opposite of, of any of that. And, you know, and then like you would go see him live and he's like hanging himself and, you know, decapitating <laughs> sure. himself, whatever, doing all this crazy stuff. And, yeah, you know, and I think punk, you know, like, like when the Ramones happened, that, like all that energy was there but but they just like totally just like shed all like cut all the fat you know i mean punk is like it's like the attitude almost of like the alice cooper but in in the form of like a chuck berry where it's like real like simple rock and roll but but then they like made it fast and angry you know and that was Mm -hmm. like kind of something new i mean like the mc5 in the late 60s kind of did that you know and the stooges kind of did that too but but uh, I mean, the Ramones were just like really just like like all this music was like there's all this stuff going on, and Ramones came and they just like just like this tiny little you know cut a little lane down yeah, the middle. Yeah, right, right. And nobody was doing that. You know, that was a time of like arena rock and you know um, uh, you know arena like, rock is like Def Leppard, ACDC type. Yeah, stuff? yeah. But okay. I, you know, Def Leppard is a little later on. But sure. But you know, like. I mean, like, or like the rock opera, like Queen and and Kiss was big, you know, this was like 76, 77, you know, and like all that stuff was going on. Is there any other big rock opera other than Queen? Is there? You know, I don't know. I I, honestly, that was just like Freddie's thing. And he was just so big that he just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not, I'm not really sure to be honest with you. Interesting. Uh huh. What, uh, what's your favorite memory from, from performing with Atala? My favorite memory from performing with Atala, man, there's a lot. We played a lot of shows. Um, honestly, I, I think like just going on tour in general was like so great. I mean, so most of the times we slept in the van, you know, mm. we'd find a Walmart parking lot somewhere and we had it all set up to where it would work. You know, there were four of us in the van, mm-hmm. in the band and, uh, you know that really just was like the camaraderie and the bonding was like really great and you know you see all this cool stuff and you're like going somewhere new every day and meeting all these cool people and you know playing these cool spots mm-hmm. um favorite memory though if i had to choose one gosh i don't know i don't know honestly yeah. it's like I am, that's I'm all right not sure yeah um you had mentioned earlier like 
you're going for it you're doing the solo thing um like what is going for it for you like do you have like a goal in your head yeah so my goal is the ultimate goal with this is to quit my day job i still have a full-time 40-hour day job and i want to quit that and then just play music full-time is really that's like the big goal nice right now and that's what i've really been working on um I've got my next couple of releases kind of lined up in my head, and I'm playing a whole, uh, a ton of shows, um, anywhere from like two to four or five shows a week, pretty much all summer. And right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where like mostly in Oshkosh or everywhere, like where? All over, yeah, all over the state. I've been all around the Midwest. Um, you know, I've, I'll be in Minnesota this month for the first time, which is cool. I've been down, you know, over to Iowa a bunch, down to Chicago and Michigan, Indiana. But, yeah, pretty much all over the state. Like, I'll be in Madison uh, tomorrow playing. Um, I'll be in Wapaka and Milwaukee and um, I'll be in Oshkosh next week. So so you go from, like, eight to ten hours at your day job and then you'll just, like, perform later that night kind of a thing? Um... Well, it's more so been kind of kept to the weekends for now. I, I, I have had a couple of weeknight shows and you just make it's, it make it, it work. Yeah, of. yeah, yeah. It's and it's tough, you know. Like like I so I work a ten hour shift and I w- I wake up at three thirty in the morning mm-hmm. for work and it's like totally awful. Um, so yeah, but I do I have a four day work week which is good because then I can do I do a lot of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday stuff. Yep. You know, right now. Um, but I am I am uh, beginning to do more of the weekday weeknight stuff too because you know eventually that's it's going to be a part of it you know mm-hmm. of, of what I'm doing so yeah I'm making those moves. When do you write? Like usually, do you have um, like a dedicated writing time or? No, not really. I mean, you know, I'll I'll get some idea in my head and then I'll either like if it's a little like bass line or something or guitar part or melody I'll record it on my phone, you know, kind of randomly or get some lyrical idea i'll write it down real quick um but uh i mean when i write like a new song a guitar part or something it'll be like usually in the evenings i feel like the evenings are are, are a good time for me yeah just to kind of relax and you know make sense play around a little bit especially if you're working yeah early in the morning yep yep um who are are there any so when you want to take it to that you know, past the day job. Do you think that you can, do you think that's possible in this area alone or, or like the Midwest alone? Or do you see that as having to be bigger than that? Or, or is it? Um, no, I, I, I feel like it's totally doable here. You know, I mean, I, like right now I, I can play a two hour set. I'm working on being able to do three hours and yeah, I mean, if I, you know, I do that a couple nights a week, I mean, I can definitely make enough. Um, and there are places all over, you know, and it, it'll be interesting kind of going into winter, fall and winter here. This will be kind of my first winter solo, although I started in November last year, but, um, so I'm kind of interested to see how that goes. I feel like things kind of, you know, Slow obviously down. things kind of close in and shut down a little bit during the winter times around mm-hmm. here. So that might be a bit of a challenge. Um, but I mean, I'm already booked out like through December right now. So, nice. 
So I mean, solid spot to be in. I feel like I feel like I'm doing pretty good, and you know, if I c- just keep going, and I I think I think it'll be fine, you know. And mm-hmm. a lot of people feel like they have to move to Nashville or or you know some or even Chicago or L A or, LA or yeah. New York, and it's like. You know, obviously there's a lot of stuff going on there and it's probably not really a bad idea to do that, but I I feel like being from the Midwest, you know, it's kind of a, it's not really known as like a big musical area, but I feel like that kind of gives you a bit of an advantage because there's less competition or quote unquote, you know, I I, I don't like to think of other musicians as competition because, you know, we're all in this together. So I I guess I I don't want to say that, but. It's funny that you say that because, I had a conversation with Corey Chisel and like, I'm not sure. Are you familiar with like the refuge arts program? Yeah. So they bring in artists from elsewhere and they basically do like a music internship kind of thing where they're taken care of like here. Mm -hmm. And Corey's thought process was like, was, yeah, it's like the wild west out here because there's, there's people that want the music. Right. There's, there's like the money and the infrastructure to like, support it yeah and then there's just like a talent shortage essentially yeah you know what i mean i mean at the same time though there i mean for for like bigger things yeah i i could see that there is a lot of talent in the area though you know i i I certainly don't want to take away from that yeah i guess maybe shortage is the wrong uh there's a talent opportunity because really um with anything sometimes it feels like Oh, but there's enough. It's like, yeah, but there could also be, you know, there could, uh, there, there's room for 10 times as much as there oh, is yeah. just Absolutely. like, and that's opportunity, you yeah, know? So totally. yep. yeah, less of a shortage yeah, and more of yeah, a, yeah. an opportunity. Put a positive spin on it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Are there any young artists, um, whether they're in your genre out of it, um, whether you've, whether you know them or you've just seen them from afar, are there any younger artists that, um, and I guess I mean like, I guess I mean like tw- like college age or less, or like twenty four or less, or people who maybe just started in music, um, that excite you around here. Um, around here. It could Northeast Wisconsin. Sure. Green Bay, Appleton, Oshkosh. You know, I you. guess I'm probably a little bit out of touch with uh, with kind of the up and coming mm-hmm. generation of musicians. You know. And like being in in the punk and metal scene, it seems like a lot of um, there were never like there there wasn't really much of a younger crowd coming in at least in that in that kind of mm-hmm, um, that world. Yeah, that that's another that brings up another great question, which is um, what scene like for, in your perspective, what scene do you think has the best chance to take hold? in this area or scenes obviously because they're like there's there's a lot of scenes that act very niche um and i would say like punk i would say like even though hip-hop's like become mainstream like a hip-hop scene here would be a niche yeah um and then i would like even though edm is kind of like on the up and up like maybe we'll pass hip-hop within the next 10 15 years sure it also seems very niche up here yeah um whereas like like i wouldn't necessarily call like bluegrass or like uh like i wouldn't call bluegrass 
a niche, I guess. Yeah. But and like I think that's the most successful music up here currently. Is yeah. just kind of like yep. I, sit I and agree. drink a beer kind of thing. Yeah. Even you know like the singer songwriter type thing is is really big. I mean, I mean obviously look you know look down the street right now. Mile of Music's happening right now. Yep. And that's kind of what that's all about. You know and yeah I think you know like you say just kind of sit and have a beer and you mm-hmm. know listen to some music is uh are there any smaller niches that you think have a would have a leg up in terms of like and i mean this is tough i guess because at the end of the day like if you're gonna have a true scene it, it has to be like youth coming up and yeah. populating it yeah constantly absolutely. um but are there any that stick out to you that are like i could see that happening here i uh, i don't know i i feel like i feel like what what would happen here kind of is already like you said the bluegrass thing i i feel like you know, uh, as far as a smaller niche, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's like a few and, and I'm, I'm actually, I want Venture Wisconsin to be more, um, more in touch with the entertainment, like music and comedy, especially because I think those two things have like it seems like the seeds are planted, but like the they're in bad soil or something yeah. like we need mm-hmm. to either water them or move them mm-hmm. to a better place. I think, I think a really big problem with, with there's no, you know, a sh- kind of a, I would say there's a shortage of youth coming up. And I feel like a lot of that is because there, there aren't many all ages places, you know? Mm-hmm. I, and uh, I mean, obviously like you can't have, you know, 16, 15, 16, 17 year olds playing at the bar, you know, at, I, I don't think, you know, that would really go over so well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is, there's nothing under 21. You're right. Saying? Right. Yeah. That's there's, true. There's not enough. There's, there's, cause you know, when I was coming up, there was the new moon in town or in Oshkosh and they were placing Fond du Lac that I would play. And, you know, there was, it seemed like there was a lot of places that would have younger people, all ages shows. Interesting. You know? Yeah. I've never even thought of it that way. My, um, yeah, my thing is, is that everyone yeah and everyone moves away from age like 20 yeah to like 28 yep. basically yep. and they go to like even if it's chicago or yeah. minneapolis they go to some bigger city or yeah. madison and milwaukee right and then they come back to raise their family or yeah. whatever mm-hmm. and that's actually like they call it the brain drain and like uh-huh. wisconsin is like because wisconsin educates all these people with our good schools and yeah. then they just and they ditch. Leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah um that's actually another thing that we want to help like see if we can turn around just like yeah. let's let's yeah. let's make it fun here like yeah, there's absolutely. the infrastructure's here the cost of living is here like yeah that's great yeah mm-hmm. let's do something mm-hmm. but uh but yeah i don't know i don't know about a niche either like i think i see some things in hip-hop um it's a little louder than edm and i don't know that there's any but I, I don't know. There's only a couple. There's only a couple even like flickers in the hip hop that are like, oh, that could be something. Um, and then there's nothing in EDM. Sure. There's no like, maybe in the underground that maybe there's an underground that I don't know about. Yeah. Um, See, I I think yeah. it'd be really cool if all these, you know, even with what I'm doing. So I'm doing like a bluesy soul type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if I feel like we should all come together and make it, you know, instead of like trying to fight for your spot in a niche or, you know, kind of like stand on, you know, stand on your own, you know, genre or whatever. 
I feel like it'd be really great to to work build a with, collective with brand. Di- yeah with different genres you know and have you know multi-genre shows i think would be really awesome mm-hmm. you know like i i would love to get up there play my guitar for a little bit and then get off stage and and you know go listen to some guy rap or whatever and yeah you know i, I think that'd be totally cool mm-hmm. you know yeah it'd be really interesting like and this is something i've heard different ideas on but like um if a if a place is going to be exciting for young people it's got to it has to either be crazy (laughs) Mm -hmm. like austin or new york or you know what i mean or it's or it's got to have a niche yeah and like like nashville's niche Mm -hmm. is very successful in music yeah how like la is like hollywood yeah um and like i don't know i don't know exactly what denver's is i guess denver's is like mountains kind of like hippies Mm -hmm. but like modern hippies you know what i mean (laughs) yeah um yeah so it's like what would our niche be and i feel like it's it could be it could be two things like it could either be like nature but we'd have to like start now and then 80 years later it would it would come to fruition if we planted sure fuck ton of trees or something Uh um or it's gonna be like arts just because yeah. like something about Northeast Wisconsin, like Door County, yeah. Appleton and Lawrence, yep. like the universities yep. in Oshkosh and Green Bay, but like Appleton has like a special approach for like how small we are. They're like making it a decent, like is a louder noise than you would expect us to be able to make yeah. in yeah. that field. Absolutely. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully you're right. Like whether, whether it's that a bunch of blues musicians and like, 20 uh, entrepreneurs that are passionate about blues come together and like this ends up becoming like some blues Mm -hmm. like capital or something yeah um or if it's just like like i don't know again it would take like 50 to 100 years to like yeah really to be able to position yourself against nashville as a music capital but in just in general music capital but but yeah i hope like it takes a lot of people coming together it does with an understanding of like that's our niche yeah you know mm-hmm. so I, i'm excited i mean we're both young and yeah. like yeah um there's certainly a lot of cool things happening you know and mm-hmm. and uh, i feel like it's only going to get better exactly know? the cool thing is is like the trajectory has been set and it's like we're so early like it's it's easier to push up the the trajectory early yeah you know what yep. rather than like the weight of yep. of your past yep um so like getting in early can really can really make a difference and like the internet we're you're talking about the internet being this crazy thing that's just like um made things so much easier mm-hmm. it's also opened up a ridiculous amount of opportunity and it's like scaling very quick yeah basically once things hit scale like you don't have as much right there's not as much opportunity yeah. anymore yeah um, yeah now's the time really so yeah mm-hmm. i'm excited i'm excited about what's happening in northeast wisconsin yeah, so, yeah. same cool same. what kind of dates do you have coming up that you could talk about and where can people find you online too yeah so let's see so i have a lot of stuff coming up here in the area um next week the 22nd of august i'll be at barley and hops in oshkosh at 7 p.m love barley's uh yeah it's a good spot uh the 26th of september i'll be at the draw up here in appleton nice that's gonna be cool uh david paul martin is playing that he's a really great uh, multi-instrumentalist met him in college 
And also Caden Wild of uh, the band Fools and Lovers is going to be doing a solo set for that. So that's going to be cool. It's a Thursday, uh, September 26th. And then Saturday, September 28th, I'll be at Harmony Pizza up here. Nice. Playing, so that'll be good. Um, got a couple shows in, in Oshkosh in um, October. I'll be at Twisted Roots on October 12th. And then I'll be at the Bare Bones Brewery on the 18th. Um, so that's going to be good. Other than that, yeah, I'll be kind of all around the Midwest. I've got Chicago and a couple shows in Omaha and Iowa and stuff coming up. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to be releasing my uh, my my second single. Will be out um, August 23rd. It's going it's called Drift. Really great tune. Uh, something totally different for me. I'm really excited to get it out there. Uh, and then my debut EP will be out October 12th. So that's going to be good. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It truly means a lot to me.